Hey, what is going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and uh, who do I got with me? And it's Paranoid Coder. What's and uh, how do you do, man? I'm doing good, man. Been really busy. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon lately. It's been really fun. Pokemon uh, Go. Oh, okay. I was going to ask, like, yeah. actual, like, mobile Pokemon Yeah, no, I've been right? back outside. Even though the weather has been terrible, I've been back outside, which has been really fun. So, right on. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. I have not. I've been doing the opposite. I've been inside Kingdom Hearts 3, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah. yeah. Both of those right up your alley. Yeah. Those Very have nice. been good. Yeah, Resident Evil 2 is terrifying. Kingdom Hearts 3 was great. I finished that, so my goal was finish it before I could see any spoilers online. I saw one spoiler before I finished it, but it was like 10 minutes into the game. Nice. So, I haven't seen yeah. anything. I've been uh, really lucky to not get any of that spoiled yet. I definitely plan on playing it here soon, but I'm actually trying to make myself finish Let's Go before I actually buy that game, which I have in my backpack ready to take to work tomorrow so I can play it over lunch. Right on. So I'm chipping away at that. That's uh, how I did it. I just chipped away at like, oh, yeah. pretty much all my Switch games I chipped away because it's the Switch and you can take it everywhere. Yeah. Know? So, yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, I'm glad to hear it's going well. I'm Good. super psyched. Good shit. Good shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it looks like we have, we have a few topics this month. And one thing I also want to cover to anybody who... Uh, who is checking this out either live or pre-recorded this might look a little bit different because uh let us know what you all think of this we end up bringing the camera closer and on top of that we also end up changing out the camera the new dslr camera i got a few months ago reusing this time around which should be leagues better than the gopro yeah yeah i definitely can't wait to see the difference yeah yeah I'm, i can see it already instantly here which makes me happy and it's just the i mean the thing is too since it uses actual lenses and everything you can zoom in it's not mm -hmm. just you know kind of a software type thing right so. you're not you're, you're actually doing an optical zoom not a digital exactly it's always gonna be better because digital zoom is just basically cropping yeah exactly yeah and also the the thing is with this as well too like i got this of course for videos kind of plan to use it here but what ended up happening with my old dslr i had the canon because this i can pretty much i'm outputting it through hdmi and you can get up to i think 1080p 60 or maybe 4k on it i'm not mm. sure where it tops out at but my canon even though it could record at 1080p 30 it ended up outputting through HDMI at 480p. So oh, okay. I tried it here initially, and it just looked like garbage. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Well, I'm no glad doubt. this is working out well. So yeah. it seems like every couple months you have some kind of an upgrade to this channel. So <laughs> I try. I try. Yeah. I would yeah. like to know. We've got a decent uh, number of people in the chat right now. So if you guys can tell a difference just here on this live stream, let us know. Absolutely. Shouts out to the chat because there's definitely a lot of people popping off already. Yeah, it looks like some people are already, uh, what is it? Some people are saying it's way better. I also wanted to say, get this real quick, uh, shout out to uh, John Doe for being a new member on here. Very so, nice. Fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, let's go ahead and uh, we even got to block a hater, I guess, within, that's kind of a record, three minutes. Really? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh, well. You talk you know. too much, man. Yep. Hey, you know what? I do, but that's how I've been told I have the gift of gab, and that's how we're able to do these multi-hour podcasts. That's true. Day. Long form. They're only once a month. Who wants to listen to a podcast with a person who doesn't talk that much? I mean, it depends, man. It depends on uh, the people behind it, right? It depends on their personalities. I have podcasts that I want to go through and just get the information and run. I guess. So yeah, I've definitely got some long form ones. And ours are only once a month, so if you're trying to digest this even over a couple of weeks, you can chip away at it. Exactly. Just like Pokemon Let's Go. Just like Pokemon, let's go. <laughs> Anyways, should we go ahead and get started with this? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Th this first one is exciting. This is something that I've seen a lot of people excited about, a lot of videos about, and it looks real dope so far. I think you have 
you have a little bit of race in this because you said this is one of your favorite things, but you want to sure. check this out? Yeah, so uh, this is actually, looking into this, this is version two of uh, PSX It Arch. See, I don't, don't know exactly how you'd pronounce this, right? So I would say it's PSX ITA Arch Linux V2. That's specifically what we're looking at. And this was initially from the PSX ITA team. They're a Italian modding team. And uh, this is original page was all in Italian. So if there's any mistakes here, forgive us. We're translating this from Italian to English here. Sure, sure. But yeah, P- PSX IT Arch Linux, I guess you could say, or ITA Arch. Yeah, I mean, there's not two A's though, bro. Yeah, I, don't I know. know why you're double up on the A. I know, I but know. But yeah, it's a weird I'm, thing. I'm when imagining it. This is one of those cases where it's hard to uh, translate you know someone who's riffing off their team name sure to something else but anyways whatever it is basically this is a kind of a distribution of arch linux that's available on the ps4 um i'm not really sure i was trying to look into this because i hadn't heard of uh, this project before this so i'm not sure if it's available on other platforms but it uh this is the second version of this so i hadn't heard of this before you posted anything but mm-hmm. i did find uh, the original release notes so this is the second version that's come out and there are some improvements but uh in general it's pretty neat it seems to be a decent customized distribution of linux for the ps4 and it also comes pre-bundled with some extra software so a few nice extra things yeah Yeah. (laughs) we have a few utilities that might make this kind of thing a little bit easier on a video game console but some of the juicier bits are the homebrew and the uh, emulators that it comes with so um I can't remember. Do we have a list here? I think we did. Here we go. Yes. So some yeah. of the pre-installed emulators or, uh, I guess, game-oriented software would be Steam, which, of course, if it's a Linux distribution, Steam is already available on there. Why not include it? Sure. Uh, RetroArch, which you're going to have lots of different cores that you could download for that. Um, Mupin 64 Plus for the N64. Um, SNES 9X for the SNES. EPSXE for the uh, PlayStation 1 and PPSSPP for the PSP. Yeah. So a lot of Sony uh, consoles that come pre-bundled into this as emulators, which is pretty cool. Plus so. on top of that as well too, since this is Linux, I mean, anything that's available that can run on Arch already, mm-hmm. you're able to run on here. Right. This right. essentially turns your PS4 into a PC that uses Linux. And I believe all all the consoles this generation are all x86, right? Including the PS4. Uh, PS4, Xbox One is x86, Switch. I'd, uh, no, I'm sure that's ARM or something. Yeah, that's ARM. I'm sorry. I, I meant between, I guess, the PlayStation and yeah. the Xbox game. And then, and then uh, we use PowerPC. Right, right, right. But basically what I was getting at with that is uh, I think you should have basically any x86 binary available, which is pretty good because that's what all modern computers use. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of software available, and Arch Linux is known for having a wide range of software available in their user repository. True that. Um, so if it's not available in the main repository, like, say, Ubuntu, they might ha- not have some software that's not uh, free and open source entirely or a couple other things. Usually you can find it in the Arch user repository. So it does make it pretty close to a full-fledged PC right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even Media Center stuff, if like the PS4 isn't meeting your needs there, you could probably make a decent media uh, kind of PC thing out of you it. You absolutely can. So, yeah, I think it's pretty sweet. I think, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of these videos floating around, but the fun thing that I've seen as well, too, has been a lot of people have been specifically making videos over Microsoft exclusives playing on the PS4. So what they're doing is they're getting their jailbroken PS4s, and they're running PSX IT Arch on here, which someone clarified um, it's supposed to be IT Arch, I guess. 
but they're playing it on while well, they're loading it up and then they end up using wine mm-hmm. to then go through the windows store and play something like ori and the blind forest which is a microsoft exclusive at that point granted not we're not saying xbox there it's available on windows but they're using you know wine is not an emulator right. to then play through that on the ps4 which is just mm-hmm. every time i've seen it, it's made me either smile or laugh or do both well and on top of that i don't know how much we've i think we've talked about it a little bit in the q a but um valve has released a interesting thing for linux involving steam and it's kind of this compatibility layer that uses wine and uh some DirectX to vulcan libraries and stuff like that to get really good compatibility with a lot of games so built into steam you can play like tens of thousands of windows games on linux near flawlessly if not flawlessly i remember we talked about that yeah. right i don't remember which episode but we did speak about this right. at length so there's a wide range of games available right there that you may not be have on your ps4 i mean if we're talking about game availability that's a really big win for a single console Mm -hmm. so um i think it's pretty sweet it uh this update did note that they are using an updated amd gpu open source driver which enables uh, the 2d and 3d hardware acceleration so these emulators are going to run a lot better and it enables vulcan support which we've talked in tandem with some of this stuff which Mm -hmm. is um for people who aren't aware it's kind of this more modern uh, developed in the last few years uh, graphics uh, API so it's a much more modern thing that makes it a lot easier to develop good uh, high fidelity or high quality graphics uh, games and applications um, that are cross-platform so it would make development on something to be cross-platform on Windows and Linux and Mac OS a bit easier uh, so that's really good news too because that's modern. We're going to awesome. be seeing more and more games utilize that. So it's even a little bit future proof. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this is pretty neat. And like you mentioned, I think so as well. Like you could tell there was so much work that went into this. Sure, game. this sure. is a full usable Linux distribution. It's not like just some basic proof of concept of hey, we have Linux with open well, hello world running mm-hmm. on here and there, Linux on the console. It's like no, this is a full distribution something that you can it you can fully utilize you can if you want to you can use this to use your ps4 as a pc well i think it also just kind of shows the power of open source software as well mm-hmm. which is something that when i was younger and first got into the modding thing i did not appreciate nearly like i do now uh, because basically all these things are enabled by open source software whether it's the you know GPU driver or Vulkan itself or any of these emulators, um, and especially Linux, uh, just having the collection of all these things in the right place and the right minds to put them all together and maybe uh, kind of tie up any loose ends, mm-hmm. it really it, you know it's amazing. It is. So I love it. Um, I love it so much. Yeah, I definitely. If I had a PS4, I think I'd be giving this a shot because this is I've been wanting to kind of make a media PC that is a little bit more flexible. Sure. Um, haven't had the desire or the need to do it so bad that I've actually gone out or specced any machines, but this would actually be a really good replacement if this worked well. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I can come over and we can experiment. Dude, a little I bit. was going to say, yeah, we can totally do that because I haven't experimented with this yet. I would totally be down. I got the Joe Rogan PS4 upstairs. We just need to drive yeah. and I got a keyboard and mouse and everything around there. So, And I know Arch Linux uh, very well. So if there's any issues, I think we'll be in good hands. I'll have you fix it. Yeah. We'll get it sorted. We'll get it sorted. I love Arch Linux. <laughs> Anyways. No, I, I actually want to know. Sorry to go off on the tangent. Oh, yeah. Why do you love it. Arch Linux so much? So Arch Linux. Because you did say it's your favorite. but No. Well, I don't know. It's, it's one of my favorites. Okay. It's hard okay, to say. I've gone back and forth. A favorite. Excuse so, me. It's a favorite distro. Currently, I'm using Ubuntu. I kind of like started off 
like with that like a lot of other people and um for a variety of reasons i ended up kind of going a bit deeper into linux and i ended up in arch and part of the reason why i liked arch was that uh first of all it was a rolling distribution so kind of like a rolling rolling okay yeah so uh ubuntu is similar to maybe like a mac os or windows 10 in that they actually have like large iterative versions that you have to install right where a rolling distribution just continuously updates kind of like what windows is pegged windows tend to be now it's like this is going to be the last version you'll just get iterative updates Mm -hmm. but even more so than that it's like as soon as one library or one package gets an update you're going to get it immediately Mm -hmm. Uh, so you're very up to date um, so, like, on Ubuntu, you may have, like, a version of an application or your desktop environment gets a little stale because they don't update the major version of that to kind of keep a st- guaranteed stability. They know these packages work, so they basically are only going to be bringing in bug fixes instead of actually updating to, like, these new major versions. Uh, so maybe, like, your desktop environment or something like that, uh, if you are really interested in getting the latest you're going to get that immediately on a rolling distribution. There's other, like I said, the user repository was very readily available, but some things have changed on Ubuntu. Um, things called snap packages are more uh, more standard now, and there's a lot of applications, so I have less of this, you know, having to hunt down applications now. So, And awesome. I had some issues with the stability on Arch Linux. Okay. Some builds that, or Damn. some installs that ran for a long time, and you do hit these weird things where... Uh, things update too quickly and aren't compatible with something else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like if you have to update an application to support a new library and that library updates, then your application's broken. And while it only happened a couple times, it's one of those things when you update in the beginning of the day and all your stuff's broken, you spend four hours that you really didn't want to fixing it. I heard, uh, I know Epos Vox, I know we're slightly going off tangent here just a bit, but uh, Epos Vox, he had... Uh, talked in a few videos about what is it uh video editing on linux and trying to go into that environment and he had mentioned some long lines of yeah you know you do an update and there's a library that ends up breaking something and you spend hours fixing it and you're trying to diagnose it and then you end up going online and you find some plugin that does the exact same thing that you were trying to do and you install that and fix the problem but not you fix what you were trying to do but you don't fix the actual problem within 20 seconds Mm -hmm. and snap packages are actually excuse me snap packages are actually even better solution for that because it's a weird thing where they're actually utilizing containers which is a whole nother development kind of operating system oriented discussion but basically it means that it uh it's independent from the system so if the system updates no matter what libraries get updated or packages it won't affect the actual application you installed as a snap package because it's actually got like i think we've talked about that before right yeah because that sounds really familiar yeah yeah containers it's kind of got it it has its own copy of everything that it depends on um, and the version that it was spe- specifically built with. Mm-hmm. Um, so if your system updates, no matter what, your snap package isn't going to break. Uh, so cool. that also has simplified that. Uh, and honestly, I think this is like one of the most exciting and user-friendly times for installing programs on the Linux um, that I've ever been a part of. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's really nerdy That's stuff. That's so awesome. <laughs> really nerdy stuff. Oh, and you can use snap packages on everything, including Arch Linux. Nice. Yeah. So, cool. like, I guess when when was that rolled into? Uh, snap old. packages. I started using them probably about a year, year and a half ago. I was kind of okay. late on it, but I think it's been around for two or three years. Is 
what they uh, when they really started kicking that off and started working with all the other distributions. And funnily enough, it actually started for the Ubuntu Phone Project, which is no longer an official project from the Ubuntu people, and they were using that as a way to install applications uh, in a stable way and be able to upgrade the operating system without breaking application compatibility. On your phone, you definitely don't want that to happen. Right. So it started on the phone, and then actually they were like, wow, this could be useful for the desktop as well, and even the server. Mm-hmm. So you can update your operating system on your server without having to worry about breaking any of your applications or your deployments. That's awesome because I know there's so many servers are one big thing where it's like mm-hmm. they're important. We need them, but they don't get patched regularly. Right. Now, that's yeah. also been changed with Docker, which is another container service, which serves a similar purpose to Snap packages. But it's Docker's for the server. Snap is for the desktop. Okay. Good to know. So sorry for that knowledge dump, everybody. But no, all good. I, I, I can <laughs> it's see somewhat at, relevant. Least, at least the, the live people here have been very entertained by it. And cool. There's been a lot of people who've had experience with this as well, too, it sounds like. Yeah. so. I even see someone that said install Gen 2, which I've never done. Um, that's definitely like a, a more daunting task than <laughs> what I've wanted to take on. Um, sure, I could get it done eventually, but, you know. That might just be a meme at this point. I don't know. It, it, it kind of Gen is. Two. It is. Like, it's kind of a Linux meme for sure. <sighs> Memes. Anyways, so we have a lot to talk about. We're not even done through the PlayStation 4 stuff. We're not, not at all. We yeah. have, uh, I want to shine the spotlight on uh, a few homebrew-related things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so let me go ahead and see this first. This is uh, one of the two games that I wanted to look at here tonight. Uh, this is going to be here. Splunky Classic HD has been ported to the PS4. Now, this is just kind of a little bit of a catch-all here. Uh, because what ended up happening was Game Maker Studio was ported unofficially, I guess, a few months ago in a homebrew-ish fashion. So the past month especially, there's been a lot of open source or Game Maker games that have get, been ported over to the PS4. I know uh, Deltarune, for example, the demo for that was ported over. Splunky here, which I think you can even buy it like right now on i think they are selling it on you know playstation network and everything uh they ended up taking a version of it and porting it over themselves to ps4 here so there's been tons of game maker projects that have been ported over that's interesting so it's being is it being released as free on the store do you have any idea or is it paid for splunky uh no like the official one is paid Okay. But this is someone, like, somebody okay. took a source. Sorry, like, I got a little confused but... when you were talking. I thought you meant that they had ported this over and then actually released it, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I see what you're saying. No, that would be cool, though. I know, like, in, in the Dreamcast community, they like to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, release the game elsewhere, and then on Dreamcast, it's free. But mm-hmm. yeah. well, That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean... I think this is really neat. I hadn't heard um, about the Game Maker Studio tool. I don't. Did we have we talked about that? We have not. No. I didn't think so. So I think it's pretty neat because there's just a lot of content out there, um, and I don't know what would go into porting that. I've never used Game Maker myself, but there's a lot of projects out there that use it. So tons. Yeah, I I know some of the the, the big ones out there are Undertale and now its upcoming sequel, uh, Deltarune. Where no they doubt. Were, yeah, they were they were all done in Game Maker. Wow. So. Wow. I've also seen some kind of those uh, Pokemon, uh, I don't know what you call them exactly, fan, fan, uh, games, fan I guess. games, I guess, whatever. I feel like there's a better word for it. I'm just blanking on it right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I've seen some of those made in Game Maker. They look good and work good. And obviously, was the original Undertale made in Game Maker as yeah. well? That's incredible. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, it was. So, so a lot of potential there. <laughs> I know. 
I know it's great. Uh, and then uh, this is not a port. This is actually a brand new homebrew game for the PS4, all done from scratch, uh, and a meme all at the same time, which just makes me happy. So. Uh, this is Save the Scene. It's released in 1.0 and 1.1 versions, and it is starring five, I think four or five developers here, where your goal is to save the PS4 modding scene. Yeah. Have you taken hilarious. a look at this at all? I did, just a little bit. Um, I think it's a it's, hilarious concept. It's cute. It's endearing. Look at this. A group of anonymous users claiming for, well, <laughs> yeah, claiming for a new kernel exploit has declared war against the scene. No more kernel exploit in private. This is an ultimatum. Release kernel exploit now or die. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. Now, you follow the PS4 scene just a little bit more than I do. So just a tiny bit. I don't know I'd if you say. can recognize all the characters in this. Uh, well, um, we can see right here. I have a, uh, a video that someone else had done on this, which I'll have the link Do you have here. it pulled up I'm on the stream? Even, yes, I do. Cool. I'm not even going to try and say his name. I follow him on Twitter and, of course, on YouTube here, but... Just like looking at this, it's a really go. basic game. I mean, look at it. But yeah, we have Morpheus Quirty, uh, Retro Gamer. I believe that's Retro Gamer seventy four. He's been responsible for a lot of these homebrew titles. Cyrazim and Team Executor. Yeah, I guess I haven't seen most of these guys by their face, but it's pretty I, hilarious. I think they just made Team Executor a generic Asian guy. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I, it I looks wonder. like, and I would and I would assume that that's it because they're. Their manufacturing based out of Asia. Yeah. I just noticed that on stream here. I don't think we've seen Cyrus before, but Morpheus and QWERTY we've seen, and those those are cute enough cartoon versions of them. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I haven't kept up with the scene quite as much as you, but I definitely know of a couple scenes that I would have enjoyed playing this <laughs> <laughs> kind of game on, you know what I mean? It's it's funny, it's memeish, it's self-aware, it's cute, yeah. and it's, hey, we're going to take all this negativity and PS4 memes and put it into something positive, which is a homebrew game you could play on a jailbroken PS4. Yeah. I love it. It doesn't seem like in mean spirit or anything like no, that either, not at so. All. It's hilarious. Are you going to be checking it out? Yes. Yes, I <laughs> you will. You have to give a report next month. Absolutely. Yeah, I need to. I haven't fired up my Joe Rogan PS4. But I've been busy with other stuff, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts and understand. original Xbox stuff. I understand. Those have been the two things I've been busy with. <laughs> well, in a little bit more somber news. In a little bit more somber news. Yeah. It sounds like uh, Katsu Kitty. Um not exactly a developer, but more of an engineer who mm-hmm. was responsible for uh, many of the 3DS capture card mods that were out there. Yes. Now, I believe Katsu Kitty would sell pre-made capture card uh, 3DSs and would also uh, actually um, provide a service to install it into a 3DS if you sent it in. Mm-hmm. Um, they did both. I don't know if we oh, knew of anybody personally that have ever done that. Damn it, I can't. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people here. did it. Oh, well. I even know that Etika was actually streaming for a while with one of those. He was, yes. So um, they did a lot for the community, and it seems like they're actually bankrupt, which is a major, major bummer. Yeah, there was this, I mean, it's all in Japanese here, but there was this notice talking about their bankruptcy in their physical location in Japan, and it's all boarded up and locked up and is dead. Right. Now, I haven't seen any, like... um, statement from maybe like katsu kitty in particular mm-hmm. about this yeah um but all signs are pointing towards this it's kind of stinks i mean who knows if someone else will pop up because i remember there was i can't remember the name now but there was one other person or group of individuals that were doing something like this and i think they were known for having a less reliable um setup or something i i, I believe i know what you're talking about yeah. and i always forget the name i remember katsu i think it was kitty loopy 
Yes, Loopy and Katsu Kitty. Those yeah. are pretty much the two. And Katsu Kitty, they also did a Switch capture card. Wow. Which is um, what is it? It's uh, not like a capture card that you just hook up through HDMI. It's like you can actually play in portable mode on the Switch mm-hmm. and uh, capture through that. And although that was really cool for like an analysis and everything, and you know, if you really want to truly gauge performance on portable mode versus in docked mode it just it it didn't really have much of an audience outside of you know that very niche audience Mm -hmm. and i i wouldn't be surprised if that's one reason why katsu kitty went under here unfortunately just because their their stuff was expensive too because it wasn't just some cheap operation outside of china either it was all custom stuff it was all in japan as well too from what we had seen and very niche audience yeah, and I'm looking online here. I think I found Loopy's website, which I believe is 3DScapture.com. Um, they're not doing uh, board installations right now. It actually says sold out, which is kind of funny because hmm. it's not really sold out. Oh, you're looking on Loopy's site? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, um, okay. But they still have the actual physical stuff, so if you want to install yourself with instructions, gotcha, you can do it. I'm looking here at uh, the Katsu Kitty site. and There you go. Look, I can't, I can't, nothing. Like yeah. when when I looked at this a few days ago, there was at least some options. So I I think I saw online some people were still getting their final orders in and all that. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, this is dead now. What is that site? It's a 3ds capture yep. com. Dot com. Yeah. So this looks like it's still up and going. Um, the software last updated yeah, is. 2014. So you know, doesn't look like the capture card software is getting updated. But it may not really need to be updated mm-hmm. um, at this point. I'm sure. The 3DS is pretty solidified, you know, hardware-wise. There's not much, I don't think, that you need to keep up with mm-hmm. in terms of firmware updates or anything because this is such at the hardware level. Sure. But so it's kind of nice to know, I guess, that something is available. You can at least purchase this yourself and install it. But um, um, the, the loopy ones you're yeah. saying? Yeah, but the, the the Katsu Kitty ones are just gone. Right, right. It is a bummer. So yeah. if it's something you're interested in... Um, you may not have any luck getting it from Katsu Kitty because I know mm-hmm. kind of when this Reddit stuff first started coming out, people were like, get it soon. Um, you may be able to go and find someone um, with a website where they're still selling like pre-installed ones or the boards and stuff like that for it. Um, I would maybe check the Reddit thread because I'm guessing there's going to be people there staying active for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, you're you're getting close to being out of luck on getting your hands at least one of the Katsu Kitty ones. Yeah. It's a real shame too. I mean... It sounded like they actually had a decent business going off this, at least. Yeah, but, well, I mean, decent enough where, like, it seemed like their products were reliable and mm-hmm. the people who bought them were satisfied. But, again, it just wasn't a big thing. And, yeah. obviously, I guess they, I mean, if they went bankrupt here, which it looks like officially they did, then, eh, right, not the best. Well, in other news, um, we're going to bring up the energy Bring just up the energy bit. here, just a bit. We're yeah. not going to keep that same energy is what you're saying. No, no, no. We're <laughs> probably going to be a little bit all over the place. Just a bit. Uh, yeah, definitely looking at the, the show notes. We yes. have a lot of emotions going on in this yes. one. But yes. for now, we're talking about something a little bit exciting, and uh-huh. that's um, H Encore 2.0. Yeah, or as MVG would say, Hencore. That's what I said at first, too. Yeah. But I think you, you're I, probably right. I'm going to go with... I guess if see if if it was Hencore, it would be it would be all one word here. But there's you know there's an H hyphen Encore here, so that's why I'm saying H Encore. I know. The more I say it, though, Hencore reminds me of hardcore, and I'm just kind of like mm, hardcore PS Vita. 
I don't know. I'm not really feeling it, so I'm going to go with H Encore as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. H Encore. Sorry, MVP. official. Sorry. He's still going to be Team Hencore, though. We'll see. Maybe he'll come my way after he hears it being said out loud. We'll see. <laughs> but anyway, so 2.0. I was actually kind of surprised to see that we had never really had an interim update in between 1.0 and 2.0. No, because 1.0 was pretty solid. Yeah, that just shows uh, how good some of the flow's work is. Mm-hmm. So we got 2.0. Um, looks like there's a couple of updates. It looks like maybe some of these iterative things that we would expect with some of these uh, point releases, but they he bundled it in with a whole major release. Um, so on top of kind of some fixes and some quality of life things it looked like, there was the ability to auto-exit and bypass the uh, bootstrap menu. Mm-hmm. So I think that's turned on by default. And then if you want to enter it on that, you hold the R trigger when you launch H Encore. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, you can automatically do that stuff now. I guess personalize the save data in order to get rid of that trophy warning, mm-hmm. which in, in case you don't know, that was a bit of an annoying thing where you kind of had to go in and manipulate because you, you essentially the recommended way of doing this with H Encore is getting a demo and then essentially breaking it and repacking it, so to speak. But then every time you load this up, you get a trophy warning of some kind. So you essentially would have to go in and do some manipulation with the save data, delete some things, move some things around, relaunch it, put it back in uh, to break it a different way. But it looks like now H Encore 2.0 will just automatically clean that up for you, which will save you another, if if you know what you're doing, minute or two. If you don't know what you're doing, it could save you like five minutes, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that's one of those things that a new user is probably going to have one less thing to look up. Yeah. Oh, and there, there were times even when I was going back and reinstalling the first H Encore, I would actually run into the issue where uh, I would try that fix again and I couldn't replicate the fix. So my stuff kind of stayed broken until I wiped my Vita and just, you know, started from scratch. Mm, gotcha. So this is absolutely welcome here. And then, of course, we've talked about, I think we've talked about. 3.70 for the Vita, so that's also been updated there. Right, and the default just under the hood version. stuff as well. So, what does the spoof version really get for H Encore? 3.7. I know. So, does that just make it so you can play those compatible games there? No, the or? compatibility would be with like um, compatibility packs or using Refood, which we looked at last month, I believe. 3.7 will allow you to get onto PlayStation Network. Oh, okay, that's yeah. what the main purpose is for. Correct. That's, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. That's what it is, man. So, speaking of 3.70, do you want to take the next one? Sure, I don't mind. Let me go ahead and see it here. So, in addition to that, we also have... Oh, man, I'm not able to load it up directly on here. Let me... Let me go ahead and at least skip one here, and we can manage that again. We can look at some more stuff that The Flow did. How about that? Okay, speaking of The Flow. The Flow. <laughs> How about that for him? a segue? There we go. There we go. Modoru, I believe that's how you say it. Modoru? Yeah. Would that be how, how how would you say it, Devin? Uh, You're more Japanese than me. <laughs> You've gone to Japan. That's I true. Yeah, I, I guess I'll probably say Modoru. Modoru. All Modoru. right. Uh, as explained here, means to go back in Japanese and is a downgrader for the PS Vita. One thing I'm really happy about with this release is. About a year ago, the flow had actually tested downgrading on the Vita and ended up breaking a Vita in the process. And we're just like, yep, I bricked it. I can't do it. It's not going to work. So I was saying for the past year, downgrading a retail Vita is not going to be possible. And I'm so happy to be proven wrong with this. If anyone nice. could figure it out, it was the flow. So thank you so much for doing that. It's absolutely appreciated. And what you can do at this point is 
you have a very basic, it's not shown on here, but you have a very basic text UI type menu and it will show you, hey, this is the current firmware that you're on. This is the lowest firmware you can go to. And based on the update that you have put onto your memory stick, this is the target firmware that you're trying to flash to. Mm -hmm. So in typical PlayStation fashion, unfortunately, the lowest firmware set on your device is essentially the firmware it, your device had coming right off the factory presses. That's the lowest you can go. Gotcha. But I believe every every Vita at this point is now able to be downgraded to a exploitable firmware. So that means, for example, if by the time you saw H Encore release, you were on firmware 3.68, mm -hmm. when that all came out, uh, you could possibly downgrade to 3.65 and then use Enzo on that. Uh, this is even confirmed, and I think uh, the flow even showed it on Twitter. This is confirmed to be working on firmware 3.70 as well, too. You just have to have a exploits to get into that, which there hasn't been any any uh, officially put out yet. Right. So Yet. Yeah, yet. Yeah, I know he did confirm, because after 3.68 was patched up, he said, hey, I have something for 3.69, and then it didn't get patched. So it's in 3.70 now at this point. And last we heard, I think he said it was going to release that end of life. Mm -hmm. If he Let's doesn't say, release yeah. it, maybe somebody else will. I don't know. Or maybe he'll just release it early because he likes to, you know, kind of jump the gun on those things a few times here and there, which is great. But no, this is awesome that there are now downgraders. So just so everyone knows, it, it will be, I guess, it is compatible on 3.70, but you can't downgrade a 3.69, 3.70 Vita right mm -hmm. now because there's no exploits for them you need the exploit first and then you can downgrade to a lower firmware right. so i think this is awesome yeah well said i did see a lot of people on twitter uh being really hyped that this came out and showing that they were downgrading and installing enzo so i've seen really a cool. lot of people doing that yeah, yeah. also it's been funny kind of seeing uh, at least the, the areas twitter i'm on uh people with test kits and dev kits and all that downgrading those as well too mm -hmm. so they've also been cool they've been going over like under firmware 1.0 as well so seeing like those pre-release firmwares has also been fantastic very nice so yeah um so yeah i think it's pretty cool I wish i had so a ps vita right now x41 in the chat in front of the show <laughs> kind of was saying the same thing so i don't know yeah. Maybe one of these days I can break it down. Because, I don't know, I do even look at that. And I, it just brings back my uh, PSP nostalgia, for oh, sure. It's good stuff. Especially the downgrading. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. Remember how, like, did your heart just ever just, like, oh, yeah. when you were downgrading? Every time. Yeah. And then when I got the Pandora's battery, I was like, ha, I brick my PSP for fun at this yeah. point. When I'm bored, I brick it. And then I just turned on. I'm like, do you remember how to check if you had a hard brick or a soft brick? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe remind me. Put a UMD in, close the tray, turn the PSP on. If it, the UMD spins, you have a soft brick. If it doesn't spin, you have a hard brick. I don't know if I ever really knew that piece of advice, but I never had a hard brick, thankfully. I had hard bricks that I induced on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I would just... The way, <laughs> the way I would do it is I would uh, use the Pandora's battery and my setup there and say, hey, install this. And it would say erasing flash zero, erasing flash one, and then just pull the battery. Mm. It's like, oh, it's bricked. What am I going to do? Oh, I'll restore it. Yeah. This is awesome. shit I did for fun at times, all right, when I was oh, yeah. like 14. I was known to do that and take my PSP that was maybe had a few scratches on the screen to Best Buy to get a warranty replacement. Oh, yeah. How many did you go through? Oh, a lot. Probably at least eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I ended up getting stuck with the or not stuck, but had the PSP 2000 Star Wars edition with the Renegade Squadron game that came prepackaged. And I stuck with that one, so I still got that one. Awesome. Yeah. Anyways, before it gets too long in the tooth. Yes, we do have some that we need to shout out here. For sure. I'm going to go with Katsu Kyogen. So almost a weird spiritual shout out to uh, Katsu Kitty. But um, they donated five U.S. dollars. Thank you very much. That's really awesome. Thank you. Second time catching the show live. Uh, happy emoji. I've been researching Xbox 360 software-wise, um, but I'm a noob to exploring suggestions to start. You, this would be more up your alley. Jesus you Christ, I have no idea on that. I mean, I know, like, I'm talking to you, Katsu, here. I know that you're familiar with RGHs, JTAGs, and all that, but if you're talking about development, I don't think there was, like, a open-source development platform on the 360, mm. unfortunately. I think you just have to use the official SDK, which... I mean, unless you're licensed, you're not going to be able to legally do that, I guess, there. But if you're talking about exploiting, reversing, and all that, I'm not sure if you're in reference to, like, a soft mod on it or what. Mm-hmm. Flashing the drive, if you want to do that, you can. But in terms of a actual soft mod for the Xbox 360, I don't really think that's going to be all that possible unless you can get past the hypervisor and possibly either make the retail keys, you know, redundant or mm-hmm. end up getting the retail keys, which no one's going to get. <laughs> it does look like here it says, uh, he was responding to someone else. He said, um, no, not hard mods. I'm looking for a soft mod exploit. Been looking myself for the vulnerabilities. Trying to find new vulnerabilities. I don't think we're going to be able to help much either. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to kind of repeat and go back with what I said with just, you know, the hypervisor definitely kept that system locked down in terms of that. And then also retail signing. We don't have retail signing. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, uh, if you may know, bring this up on the show a lot, but, you know, I do development as, even as my day job, but exploiting systems is definitely a beast of its own. Um, that's kind of like, you know, you're getting into security and stuff like that, and that's definitely not my forte. Uh, I got into development f- kind of from being into modding and stuff like that, but never went down that path, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what a good reference to actually point you into, kind of learn more about that. But I think kind of learning about in general exploitations, vulnerabilities, and stuff like that. There's a lot of resources out there for more general purpose things. Make sure you start there, and I'm sure that'll at least help the transition. Yeah, we'll see. We also have another five dollar donation. Geez, thank you, K19. Thanks for making the last hour of my shift pass by quick. No problem. We we hope we can entertain and everything. Yep, we've so. got probably at least an hour to go. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, so if we uh, don't get held up by donations and sidetracking about Linux the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that was a fun way to start, though. I think so. I like talking about Linux, and this is a pretty nerdy podcast already, so. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I, I'd i be kind of surprised if people who are not nerds tuned into this. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Except for, like, I don't know, just every once in a while I'll find people in my life, and I'm just like... What do you mean you watch that like regularly? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like watch like our show? Yeah, regularly? yeah. Or, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I got that yeah. from like an old coworker of mine and I know he knew what it was. And yeah, he he just kind of mentioned casually. He's like, oh yeah, on that last episode. And I was like, wait a second. What do you mean? Like, this is a normal thing. This wasn't like a random, like <laughs> if that would happen every once in a while, someone would be like, oh, hey, I went out of my way to watch it. Not just like I've been watching it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> hey, really? <laughs> I don't know if I told you about this, but I got like 
shouted out one time. This was not just like a random person, but it was someone I went to like elementary, middle, high school with who I hadn't seen or talked to in years. He just kind of like shouted me out. In yeah, the you street. did. Yeah, it was around Christmas time. I was like walking with my girlfriend. He just shouts my name. And he's like, hey, keep making awesome videos. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh <shit." laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I don't... I, I'm I'm not one of those people. I don't want to bring attention on myself like that. But yeah, that's happens. where I think I, I don't necessarily want to bring attention on myself. But I think that's where me and you have talked about being a little bit different. Yeah, where I'm yeah. very much more like Devin here. Yeah, there's been times I've met like people he knows for the first time. And he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is Danny, and he has this big YouTube was, channel where we work on things. And he that does was this one podcast. time, and I was just kind of like, kind of, <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that was one time, and then you you were like Devin, and so I, I, I feel like, like I've I've again. respected you. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. But yeah, no, it's definitely. You know, that's the one thing that just doesn't even cross my mind. You know what I mean? I'm very, no, it's not necessarily my first thing to go to, but if it comes up in conversation, sure. I'm just, you know, it is what it is. For sure. And then we got one more. We have one more. Oh my yeah. gosh. And then you guys got to chill out for a minute. Yeah. Wait I would tell the QA. I would say, let's say this and then let's go on to the next topic. Yes. And any other donations we get, we will address like after this. We'll but. catch up. Yes. But Tristan Leonard, got to show some support for my favorite live stream. Oh, favorite? Thank you so much. Tristan I, has been yeah. in here before. Yeah, not a new two dollar donation. Thank you. For Thank that. you very, very much. Yeah, it's going to go towards more good stuff. I'm sure you're going to spend some money on something for this in the next two months. I'll figure something out because yeah, right. I have problems. Gonna, I don't know. Maybe like I'll get like a stack of white PS2s or something. I don't know. It's going to be a meme. I'm telling <laughs> you now. Yeah, I I just grabbed these from my desk up or desk area, I guess, like work area upstairs. I was like, here, decor. Blah. I think it looks good. Well, thank you. I dig it. Appreciate it. Well done. Appreciate it. Before we can get distracted even more. Before. I think you got your technical issue figured I out. I did get the technical issue figured out. Very nice. Yeah. Let's check it I out. Had to, I had to disable my ad block on here, which I know that's kind of a thing where a lot of people use ad blockers, but if you're a YouTuber, you're not supposed to use an ad blocker. Look, I do a stream, okay? I don't want to go onto a site somewhere while I'm on stream and have, you know, porn showing. And thankfully, it's not porn. Thankfully, this is just about moving and Nintendo eShop stuff for PlayAsia. Right. Those are the ads we got. We got safe for work ads. But Devin, would you like to take this before I sure. take this into not safe for work, please? Absolutely. There's people here who I'll are at it. work <laughs> listening to this. Okay, that's true. We did get an admission <laughs> of that already. So um, we have a possible new exploit. We for do the PS Vita. Yeah. Um, so this is by uh, Team XYZ showing off a exploit that they're calling Molecule. Is that correct? From your understanding? Uh oh, well, let me see here. Uh, molecular shell or mo- yeah, molecule shell. I, molecule. I shell? think that is misspelled. I think it's supposed to be molecular shell, which that was the initial thing that was used for the three point six, um, exploit for Vita. Gotcha. Yeah, because it would install molecular shell, which that's what you launched on that. And I had I read this too. I just saw it again. It um, it said, uh, but this ex- but Team XYZ molecule but missing one member so maybe there was a team molecule and this is like a slightly different team or the majority of that team or something like that either way they kind of demoed something that looks like some kind of a webkit exploit mm-hmm. that launches into some kind of a homebrew very basic and just showing off that they can so that's pretty neat um, they did provide a video where they of course go and do the very very traditional showing of the version and hiding mm-hmm. of the mac address <laughs> yep and uh yeah so i mean this is something actually yeah we have we have the video right here don't well, we maybe someone else can will, speak to it that if it will load knows about this a little bit better but you know at this moment or at this point i don't think this exactly uh you know it, 
we're not guaranteed that this is going to be a kernel level exploit. This could be just user land and enabling some homebrew at this point. I, we'll see. But, you know, maybe in the future we'll have, or in the near future, we'll have a 3.7 exploit that could mm-hmm. allow you to downgrade to 3.65. I mean, at this point, it's cool that there's now two private ones confirmed. There's the one worked on by Team XYZ, and there's the one worked on by The Flow. So, Correct. Again, it's absolutely possible. Yeah. So, this cool. here. This okay. makes me happy. Open web browser, got yeah. an IP address uh, hosted on a server on their local network yep over port 8000 i was gonna say 88 i'm like wait no that's not default apache never mind here in a moment it's wait come on drum roll please come on come on you could do it you could do it you could do it can we get a drum roll in the chat (laughs) you could do it i would drum roll but that would be really annoying yeah on the mic there we go all right that's it (laughs) so uh 3.7 plus exploit chain by me, Anonymous, a.k.a. Stark, and then who was that? Dave. Uh, was that Davey? Davey. I want to say. Yeah, Davey or Dave. Davey, yeah. I say Davey. Mm. Yeah. There's two E's there. All right, that's what I'm going to say. Go for it. I am going for it. I went for it already. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I don't know if we have any more about that. I mean, we it kind of just seems to be right there. Uh, ETA win 2050 is what they said. Yeah, <laughs> ETA win 2050. That's what we know. So, so probably they're saying end of that. That's probably in reality end of life for Vita, and I'm sure that is speculation on my end. Probably doing that kind of to respect respect what the flow is doing as well, where he said, "Hey, I got the exploit chain. I will release it end of life for Vita," mm-hmm. which Sony is ceasing production of the Vita. I did next see that. month. So I don't know. It depends on what they define as end of life. Are they yeah. going to define in because are they going to define end of life as when production stops of the hardware or when there's no more PlayStation Network or when Sony stops servicing it? Be- what is the definition? I mean, for we end of life? have seen PSP updates in the last year. PSP wasn't there a PSP update last year? That was a very short-lived update that, like, broke. No, no, because I did my PSP 6.61 no, video yeah. in, like, 2017, I want to say. I want to say I did it 2017, and even at well, that still, point, 6.61 was old. Still, I mean, <laughs> that is a very, that's a really, really long into the life cycle. Yeah. Way longer than the PS Vita is right now. Yeah, let's, let's see exactly when this ended up releasing... Uh okay yeah it, an update it was released January fifteenth twenty fifteen but still that caught everyone by shock it was because for the longest time it was six point sixty and then they released six point six one and and that didn't get exploited for three years because I thought it had come out no 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 six point six one got exploited like within the week right but you said it came out in two thousand fifteen yes. No, there was an up. There was an update just in the last. I could have swore there was an update nah, in the dude. last year. Nah, man. Are you sure? I am sure. I'm telling you. And by the way, okay, I guess I uploaded my video in 2018, so that was a good one as well, too. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I just really liked it because Lily ended up barking a bunch at one point, and I kind of put that as an outtake near the end. But yeah, even X41, yeah, he's confirming 6.61 January 2015. Yeah, because I remember I was in I was in college at the time, and that's when I was like, what? Got update? Okay. PSP never got a GDPR update then. Hmm. Guess not. They're not in compliance. But I guess I don't know if they need to be either because I believe the PSN store on the PSP is dead. 
I think so, yeah. So. There's no more data that is being stored from Sadly. the PSP. It's sad. Well, interesting. The more you know. Uh, anyways, continuing on, we still have a little bit more PS Vita news and slightly PS3 related, it seems. Yes, we do. Yeah, so this is this is something I, I wanted to put on here just because I think it's fantastic. And uh, I love to... I just love to highlight stuff like this. I thought this is really cool. Uh, but this is the Final Fantasy X HD Remastered. Uh, now has a Portuguese translation that has just been released. Apparently, it's on the PlayStation Vita and it's on the PlayStation 3. And I believe reading this, just kind of in short, uh, this was initially being translated on the PS2, and then they ended up bringing over uh, everything to the think they did finish their work on ps2 but it was also brought over to the vita and the ps3 to translate it into you know do a fan translation here but do it all in portuguese a lot of effort went into this from what i see i believe they're also doing 10-2 and they have plans for that for ps3 and vita they will not be doing that on ps2 because they did cite engine issues there but for anybody who's in Brazil, shout out to any of our fans, listeners, watchers in Brazil. Uh, if you want to play through this game with a, seems like, well-translated version, it's not going to be any audio, but it's all text that's been translated. This is fantastic. And mm-hmm. I, I just love seeing stuff like this when people will take things like this and localize it into their own hands. Uh, did you check out like the, uh, the backstory as to how the main guy got into this here with translating? Mm, no, not really. So on here, I believe he was citing it. Just this kind of made me smile. He essentially said that a lot of games were not getting translated over there. And uh, then he ended up finding out from someone. One of his friends told him, hey, I'm actually playing a Portuguese version of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And he was just shocked. And he didn't believe him. So he's like, okay, show me. Then he showed him. And it was a Portuguese version, indeed, like translated version of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. So he ended up looking into other games as well, too. Uh, some other translated games that were cited here were Legend of Legacy, Digimon, Final Fantasy, Resident Evil 2. And one thing that I thought was endearing was I remember having a horrible translation of Resident Evil 2, which was the moment that made me want to translate. Very nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're also, well, at least they're studying a release of God of War collection on the Vita. Very cool. Yeah. So, again, I just think that this doesn't benefit me directly, but I think this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's only going to be really good for the community. So getting more people to play games, especially on something like Final Fantasy, which is very dialogue and cutscene. Oh, yeah. So. Yep. And it had its own language in there as well, too. Yeah. Final Fantasy X. Yep. Fun times. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean... I guess if you're Portuguese, go check it out. Or you speak Portuguese. If you're Brazilian or uh, just speak the language, if it's your preferred one, definitely check it out. And maybe even if you're, you know, maybe if you're bilingual or something like that, go look and see if it actually uh, matches up. Maybe sure there's ways to contribute to or give feedback. Yeah, if it's good or not. Hopefully it's good. Did I ever tell you about the, uh, I'm just kind of thinking of this, did I ever tell you about the Resident Evil 4 Arabic edition? I don't think so. So when I was like, one of the last times I was in Jordan, um, this was back when the PS2 was still hot. So it's been, it's been a while. Actually, no, it was, PS2 was getting phased out. Like Xbox 360, we were starting to see some bootlegs here and there. Um, point being though, my cousin was playing through Resident Evil 4 
and he told me that there was a Arabic edition that was out there. So at one point when I was going to one of the shops, I ended up finding a copy of it and I bought it for like a buck fifty, something like that. Gave it to him, he was all excited, and we ended up firing it up. And we figured something was off because we put it in and it was a multi-five game. So it had like English, Spanish, Italian, two other languages on there. And it just had those five. There was no Arabic option. So we're like, oh, English, I guess. Okay. So then we tried starting a new game and you have the initial cutscene, And within a few seconds, the initial, like the original audio cuts out. And it was just someone speaking in Arabic over the cutscene. <laughs> so they just did. It wasn't even a... From what I understand, it wasn't a full translation and it wasn't even good because my cousin, after a few days, switched back to the English version because he said that they didn't translate some things properly, which meant that he couldn't, he didn't understand certain puzzles. Hmm. So then he played the English version. It's like, oh, this makes more sense now. Okay. So that would be an example of a not proper translation, unfortunately. Yeah, no doubt. But I just found that funny. We were, I mean, we were kids at the time. We were expecting, you know, some type of grandiose type thing, like almost like it was official from Capcom. And it's like, no, no, they just cut out the audio right there. And it was just a dude speaking in Arabic over the cutscene. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather them, I mean, maybe it's easier to just swap out the audio, but I'd definitely rather have subtitles than just cut audio like that. Yeah. But, oh, well. Hey, that's better, what you can do, I guess. I'm sure it's be- better than nothing to some people. <laughs> yeah. So, transitioning into more PS3 news, and then I think we'll be about done with PlayStation. It's been a decent month for PlayStation. Yes, it has. Um, it looks like we have a new update, actually. And are, is the PS3 still being uh, pro- manufactured, or did, has that ceased at this point? Uh, PS3 manufacturing... That I don't know. Because someone, if had, anybody in the comments section knows right now, I think that's what someone liking, had implied in the comments earlier. So um, I, I was still looking. Oh yeah, X forty one said seizing production does not equal end of life. That's kind of why I brought it up. Said so there are still PS three updates after all. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this could be an example right there. Where is PS three considered end of life just because it's non production? I'd probably say not. I would say no. So they're still getting updates over there, uh, and this one is 4.84. Yes. Um, so I don't really remember much about Storehacks. Is this an unreleased exploit? And maybe uh, even no, no Storehacks uh, came out. Okay. We did talk about it last time. Which one was that? Uh, Storehacks. R- that remind was, me again. Th- that was the one I told you where you have to restore it to the system. So you end up essentially having a backup that you put on a flash drive, and you restore that backup right onto the PS3. That's right. Okay, yes. so this isn't like a homebrew enabler, right? This was just to back up your unique identifiers for the system? Yes. Okay. So uh, that is not patched, but um, the standard PS3 exploit was patched in 4.83, and so we still don't have that currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's interesting, though, that that wasn't patched yet. So I wonder if we're going to have another update coming out around the corner. Maybe this was already on the way out. I don't know. Uh, apparently, it's... this is a pretty minor update on here. Yeah, and even Jason. Shout out Jason. I know he's sitting in the chat right now. But yeah, the changes from 4.81 to 4.82 were insignificant. 4.82 to 4.83 were drastic and broke part of the exploit. But 4.83 to 4.84 so far seem very minor, at least from a reverse engineering stance. And... Yeah, this isn't patched here. So, uh, any hopefully it looks like any upcoming exploits from Team PS3 exploit seem to still be working on 4.84. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And yeah, Jason, he's even saying here, store hacks, that's my baby. And yeah, he's on TV, as X41 says. So There you go. Fantastic. Always cool to see him in the chat. Always cool to see him. He's a good guy. Shout yeah. out, Jason. Probably one of our most reliable viewers, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He absolutely is. My chat fan club right there. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think it's we've had too much good news in a row. Got to be bring it down just a little bit more. Something that's, I don't know. I'd actually be curious to see if this is something that bothers you. Sure. So, basically, a well-known... We're getting into PC territory now. That is true. Yeah. So, a well-known pirate-oriented gaming site, IGG Games, um, has been getting some flack for basically putting a little bit of DRM in their pirated games. Yes. Their cracked games. Yeah. So... and. They insist that it's not DRM, but it's something additional that they're putting in, and if you remove it, it breaks the game. Right. So <laughs> I just want to point out the irony there, because usually the process of getting games onto a site like this involves um, removing or exploiting some DRM that already exists. Mm-hmm. And now they're adding at least one could say a form of their own. I, I thought of with this, so I, I guess getting into the story here, yeah, the, the site is IGG Games. I don't know if anybody here has visited. I actually never heard of this. I uh, haven't either, but getting in here. according to Torrent Freak, they're in the top 1,500 websites in the world. Yes, they are. It's pretty intense. So maybe there are certain countries that just really, really love this place. I guess so, yeah. But essentially, this is what is happening here. So they end up distributing pirated games, or they even say here, sometimes they redistribute pirated games. And what they do is they end up putting a few of their files in there that advertise the game. Mm -hmm. So if everything is working just fine, it says, let me just zoom in here a bit into the photo. Uh, This game was released by IGG Games. You get this message because you, oh, well, because you deleted our information file or you downloaded from another source and they deleted it. You can find free games at, and they put their sites there. And it essentially just breaks it. So I would count this as a DRM. Yeah, I mean, I think I, w- I think I would too. And they basically claim that they want this to be a form of a watermark, essentially, right? Sure. So if anyone redistributes their, uh, I guess it's not really their software, but their cracked versions of these games, mm-hmm. then you're going to know it's from these guys originally or was modified by these guys originally. If they try and remove any of those files to make it look like it wasn't, it's going to break the game. Um, and it looks like here it's probably just some very simple, like maybe even like, hex code edit to look for this dll file and um uh, then a dll file to go along with it which is kind of usually like extra libraries that are bundled into uh windows applications so it doesn't look to be that complicated it's not like a lot of egregious stuff and it's kind of one of the things they say too is that it really just adds a watermark to the boot screen of some kind usually and doesn't really affect the experience at all so they're very keen on saying that it's okay they're not actually backing down from this or kind of hiding from this at all so i don't know i just find that very interesting um is this something that i'm very upset about i don't really think so would i prefer it not to be there probably but i don't know i feel like i've seen this in different scenarios before it doesn't seem that new to me Mm -mm. i mean not all the time but i've definitely seen this kind of behavior before yeah, um, I know I've seen Pete releasers end up tagging their releases, so to speak, groups and all that, doing that stuff. Um, 
but it's never been to this degree before. The thing I actually thought of was kind of like the True Blue releases, where in case people don't know, uh, initially when Game Piracy was really coming out on the PS3, you had to end up, you didn't just have, you know, a nice custom firmware, firmware and you booted up everything. You had to get a True Blue dongle. And then if you got the dongle, you couldn't just play any old ripped game. You had to get a True Blue release of it which was essentially this company and place and all that true blue what they ended up doing was they were repackaging these games and putting something like this pirate drm on there which said hey you can only play this game if you end up using uh what is it um if you end up using this dongle here so that's what i thought of I, I guess I understand what they're doing here. They don't want others to steal their releases, but I also don't think this is the proper way of doing it. And I do love the fact on there at the same time that there's a... What is going on? Uh, that on the flip side, there are now pirates who are reversing the pirate DRM on mm-hmm. pirate games. Yeah, that's I'm pretty, cool with that. pretty so. meta. <laughs> so it did look like they gave us a little bit of break, but we got another donation here. Which is pretty awesome from Blue Snow too. Yep. Hey Mario, your Discord's getting spammed. Apparently. I know. I've seen it. I've seen it. I don't have the Discord on here because I don't want to get distracted on this. But <laughs> I tried messaging one of the moderators. I know Tristan's a moderator. I don't know if he's still in here. Um, but yeah, we'll this is, see. I, I didn't look. Is this just some rando that's just because I? Oh, I tried to pull it up here in the browser and I don't have any messages so maybe it was taken care of you're not seeing anything on that unless it's uh what is it yeah because i don't see any notifications on your end there yeah yeah so i don't know i I didn't see it going on i hope that it's over with i guess i don't know we'll see Hmm. yeah (laughs) i have no notifications on my phone so huh yeah i hope everyone's not getting spammed too hard i hope not either yeah sometimes i'll turn off things like that on purpose just so i'm not getting affected on the stream here yeah well, uh, we're sorry to anybody who is getting annoyed yeah. by it. Do you have uh, now one question? Do you have at every everyone suppressed on yours? Because oh, if you maybe. have it suppressed, then that could be why. Maybe, yeah, yeah. And cool, actually, yeah. Tristan's even saying I took care of it. Executioner's saying I didn't see it either. So thank you, Tristan, for taking care of that. And I guess everyone, it's not fake news. It's just late news now at this point. Whatever. It's not. Uh, I don't want it to derail the stream all too much. That's why I was like, you know what? I'll I'll take I'll take a look at that later on. But yeah. Anyways, Blue Snow, thank you very much for the donation. Um, I'm glad everything worked out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it did. Is that yeah. your first time getting spammed on there? Or is this a is this a recurring thing ever? No, that's the first time. Probably so. just some one single dude just at everyone. I have no idea because I'm not looking at it right now. Mm. So <laughs> I just know it happened, but. Eh. Well, hopefully it wasn't one of those dirty pirates. Let's hope not. Although it might have been. We'll see. Well, Danny, we almost went a month without some switch Almost. News, we but almost went a month. I came in and saved the day. You dug up this stuff, yeah. Actually, I didn't dig it up. It was actually on my keep uh, for a while. Nice. So I had made note of it, and then I saw there wasn't any switch stuff, and I was like, aha. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of neat. So it looks like using a sys module that you can be used with uh, Atmosphere or Ray NX, you can actually overclock your Switch's CPU and GPU, and to just about any uh, speed that you actually want to. So there's not even really any like protections or governance on this. It's kind of open to the user. Yep. 
which is also a little scary. So if you're going to get into this, definitely be careful and scale slowly. Yeah, I know. I think MVG did a video about CPU overclocking, and he didn't notice any difference in battery life or heat. But this is now, at this point, complete overclocking. You can overclock your RAM, and you can overclock the GPU, mm-hmm. to my understanding on here. Yep. Um, we even have a couple screenshots in one of the... Um... I think it's the Reddit post where someone actually yes. posts. Uh, camera. And, this, and this is Freebird, by the way. This right. Yes. Should have mentioned that. So uh, or Sys module or whatever this one is. But yeah, they have a. There's a couple screenshots that I've seen where it actually looks like it has a noticeable difference just in the resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me see if I could show I some before. And ha- I don't know how well I'll be able to show them here, but oh my right. god. Uh, yeah, I think you can definitely notice the difference. So if you just yes. look at like the edges around the armor is, yeah. and stuff. Okay, so yeah, this is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And again, I don't know how big of a difference this is going to show on stream here because I'm already, the, the screenshot's been uploaded elsewhere. And then all of a sudden it's going to, um, what is it? Then it's being shown on the stream, being shown to you all, crunched, and it's 720p, mind you. But this is Xenoblade, Chron- Xenoblade Chronicles X, which stock just, this looks disgusting. Yeah, it doesn't. I'll be honest. Like this looks disgusting. I was. I've been wanting to actually play this, but this doesn't look thrilling. Not at all. No. And then this is it, overclocked, and that is a big improvement. I think so. I noticed a big improvement just in the edges of the clothing and the even like the grass and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot sharper. Yeah. I'm mainly looking at like the character model. How you could see just like everything around the character model is just looking gross, and Muddy. then like the one in the middle here. Yeah. And even actually the the one on the right, you can see as well too that difference. But then even looking like off in the distance as just, well, just the texture of the structure on the left. Yeah. Too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, no, that is that is such a nice difference. Which I'm actually surprised at even just upping the GPU. It's actually, it looks like going to a higher resolution by mm-hmm. default. You know what I mean? A lot of I, yeah. I would expect these games to be like hard capped at a resolution because they're coded for that. But maybe the Switch having more of a dynamic scaling thing, it actually does make a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's pretty interesting yeah. and I think it's, you know, if you just bump up the GPU, I think what they said, uh, I can't remember what the stock GPU is. Oh no, that's what it is. So it's at 307 to 768, yeah. which is and, a sizable jump actually. And even so- someone, uh, I had seen somewhere on the internet had mentioned this where I believe the components in the switch are already underclocked because it's the switch. So they are, it's kind of just r- almost returning it to stock clock in a way right or even i think it's probably going above as well too Mm -hmm. but really you can restore the stock clock speeds of these individual components so that's a nice thing as well too we do have some uh some other examples of wolfenstein 2 which i'll be honest i'll show them right here first of all this game is just ugly regardless Mm -hmm. i i was playing it i stopped playing it i might return to it another point but this shit's just ugly but looking at it here, this game looks gross. It's not the best looking thing by any means. And then here's the difference. Uh, you can, okay, now that I'm looking at this here, I can tell the difference. I mean, the game still doesn't look all that pretty. It's already pretty muddy. <laughs> yeah. Just by nature. But like, for example, look at how blurry everything, like just look at the house in the background mm-hmm. and it's it's blurry. That's it. And then look right here. You can actually see the detail. You can see the detail. Uh, the foliage on the tree, it's all just blur right there. It looks like you don't have your glasses on. Here, you, you, you just kind of, you, you didn't get the right prescription, but it's something that's at least <laughs> going to do you a little bit better there. Well, and even the barn off to the left. 
the wooden structure. You can even tell a difference, and it's right there. Uh, oh, you're saying like the right? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry, okay. on the right. Okay, because I was like, wait, where's the bar? Not bar, the farm. Barn. Barn, farm. I'm just farm, mixing barn. everything out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, no, like looking at the right here, I'm seeing that too. Yeah, big difference. <laughs> so that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It, it definitely, it is a nice improvement that works well enough. Um, again, I think uh, the thing that impressed me the most was Xenoblade Chronicles. Or Wolfenstein 2, regardless, is still going to be a bit ugly. Right. <laughs> so should we tend to a couple of these donations? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we got two donations. It's really awesome. Yeah. So J.A. Jennings donated 10 U.S. dollars. Good chat. Thank Short you. and sweet. Thank you very much. We seriously appreciate every dollar that you guys give us, and it goes to this show pretty much entirely i mean spent a lot of money on this thing we're gonna continue Just to do that i think at, at, at this point now we like the, the last big expense was the table yeah we're good i got yep. the computer i got the components got the microphones got the lighting uh cameras i guess as well too right so go back and that. watch table chat that was a good episode yes that was a good <laughs> one what was the first one was it december that was that was the first one yeah because that one yep. was the one where i got drunk and i was burping a bunch yes yeah it was december because i remember we were planning on we had talked about doing one for january and said like a goal that was seemed obtainable, and we beat that. Yes, so. we did. Yeah. And then there's another donation here, 10 euros, it looks like, from Miro, which friend of the show. Yes. So Yeah, I was talking with him today, actually. He said, love you guys, love you too, dude. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it looks like he did wake up for this, because he said that Mod Chat was starting at like 2 a.m. his time. Dang. Yeah. We're going to see you in a year. Absolutely. Hope you're enjoying the show. Good shit. <laughs> and even Kiwi Dog is here as well. He didn't donate, but hey, what's up, dude? I just want to say what's up to him. Good guy. He Much said respect. he's late, but all good. Put some respect on his name. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. switch overclocking, good stuff. Switch over, complete overclocking at this point. Not right. just CPU like we saw before. Very GPU nice. and RAM. We can literally download more RAM now. Download more RAM. Okay, faster we'll, RAM. We can download faster RAM. We can't yeah. download more RAM. Right, so right. We can download those speeds. But we're not done with the Switch yet. We're not done with the Switch yet, no. This seemed a little interesting to me. So do you want to take this one, or do you want me to? Uh, I, you found this one, so I'll go ahead and recommend you take it here. Okay, so I, I, this is and something I that I really wanted one. to get my hands on. I haven't yet, but sure. it seems pretty interesting. So basically, uh, there's this thing called Browse NX that was released, and it's a web browser launcher. So as uh, you may know, the Switch has a built-in web browser that's not really accessible to the user um, directly, though it shows up in different parts of the operating system, whether it's going to like, um, I think some of the support stuff or something like that. But there are times where it goes into the web browser. You just don't have access to the URL. So this kind of just like lets you get access to a couple of things using some shortcuts when you launch this. Um, it doesn't seem to be extremely user friendly, and I wish I had some screenshots of what this looked like if there is much to see. But I don't know. It's kind of neat. Um, doesn't seem to be too groundbreaking, but I like that we have the option to use the web browser if we want to. I think that is nice as well. I know one thing I instantly thought of when I had seen this was initially one of my friends had complained about the lack of a web browser on the Switch because mm -hmm. he was saying, oh, I kind of want a tablet again. Since it's going to be a tablet, it'll be really nice to be able to double use my Switch as a gaming center and also a tablet so I can, you know, watch YouTube, Netflix, stream the like browse the Internet on there. Uh, unfortunately, we got none of those things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think we have. Yeah, we just got. Well, we got YouTube months ago. 
we do not have Netflix, and there is a hidden internet browser. So I instantly shout out Patch and David. I thought of him when I saw this. Yeah, and I think this still probably wouldn't please people entirely because it is a little clunky. And I even see here as an NRO, there is uh, no HTML5 video playback. Um, so this is initial NRO support. So, I mean, who, I'm not really sure what else is broken or maybe not working so well. This isn't going to be a first-class citizen web browser. That's not what this uh, piece of software was designed to be. This isn't an like, alternative web browser. This is literally just accessing the minimal one that's built into the Switch. Um, hopefully we see some other web browsers come out. I don't see why we couldn't at this point where a homebrew web browser could crop up, maybe even forked from some other open source one that's you know already tried and true. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a good start. So absolutely no complaints. Yeah. Should you uh, should you tend to Kiwi Dog? Oh yes, <laughs> Kiwi Dog. We got a five dollar donation from him. Sad face late. Didn't need to donate, but... It's all good, dude. Such appreciation. Yes, much appreciated. So. Really much appreciated. <laughs> also a friend of the show, obviously. Yes, he's a good guy as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we have one more topic at this point. This actually went on longer than I was expecting. We initially were coming in with a lot less topics, and then we kind of just mm-hmm. added double the amount of topics, I would say. Yeah, and I had a few I- that I had stashed up that I'd been meaning to add. But uh, so that was partially my fault. But I'll be honest, I was kind of looking forward to a bit of a short uh, episode, but then it looks like it's just going to be a regular. No, oh, we're it's like so. it's like it's it's early. It's eight twelve. Yeah, it's not too bad. That's true. Sometimes we roll in at like nine. Yes. into the, the Q and A. That's so. true. Yeah, streams tire me, man. Yeah, just... especially these are work nights for both of us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I totally understand. Yeah. And I'm an early riser in general. So I'm not. This is usually goes past my bedtime. No, my bedtime is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. No, I just I just like staying up late. That's my problem. I I've never been that way, man. I have always been that way. Hey man. Yeah. My bedtime was never enough, so <laughs> teach their own, but I like getting up in the morning and accomplishing stuff. I'm such a morning guy. I love oh, my coffee. I, no, no. <sighs> so good. No, I'm not now it is nice when you can wake up early in the morning, you're like, Oh, I have more of the day to utilize, but then But so but you're the kind of person that probably gets those like late night like swings of energy. Yes. And I never do. That is me. My life like, I either get a swing of energy or I get really focused, one of the two. My day starts out with me being at my peak focus and peak energy at the beginning of the day always mm-hmm. my first four hours of my day can by far be the most productive and most uh yeah i guess um like at work you know i'll get the most stuff done in the first few hours of the day mm-hmm. and i slowly decline and it goes all the way to bed and i never really get a burst <laughs> of energy like that i guess for me i i get my stuff it depends if i want to like really knock things out i can get stuff done the first few hours of work otherwise i'm just like I'm going to trudge along for the first two, three hours, and then I'll get my burst of energy and then figure this out. So one of the two. Not I, said the fox. (laughs) Anyways, I think you were pretty excited about this. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and take this one? Sure. So we got, surprisingly, no one has asked this this episode, I've noticed. No one's asked this. Uh, But we got some Xbox One news right Yeah, I guess that's a first. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. now, Now hold your horses, everyone. It's not like Xbox One hacks or anything by any means. But it is technically mods on Xbox One, something that we can cite. From Ars Technica here, found out I was saying it incorrectly for a while, but... What were you saying? ARS Technica. Oh, yeah. It's Ars Technica. It is, yeah. Yeah, my bad. 
Anyways, from here, they are saying Microsoft Paradox allow open game modding on Xbox One for the first time. Essentially, there is this game here from a studio called Paradox, and I don't know the exact name. Here it is. Surviving Mars. Uh, this is a game where they have user-curated modifications and such, uh, much like, you know, what Fallout 4 has. But Fallout 4, you can run mods on the console version, but essentially you need to take your mod, submit it. It has to go through an approval process, and if, if it is approved, then it is playable on console. And I think there's other limitations on that as well, too. Uh, but this is first for Microsoft, where here they have that type of I guess, marketplace, so to speak, in-game, where you can access these user-curated modifications and such for the game. And this is available on PC, but now, at this point, if not now, it will be soon, they're going to be allowing these same type of modifications to also be submitted at the same time on Xbox One. So you're on PC, you create a mod for this game, you submit it, you can submit it at the same time for the Xbox One and PS, well, not PS4, the Xbox One and PC builds of the game, and it doesn't have to go through a pre-approval, oh, this might not be allowed on consoles thing. If it works on PC, it's going to work on Xbox One. Right, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. I think it's cool. I have, this is the first I've heard about this game personally. Um, these games typically aren't my cup of tea, but hey, people wanted Xbox One mods, you're getting Xbox One mods, so yay? Yeah. Yes? No? Maybe. I mean, it's, they're there. <laughs> I've always thought that, like, I started out with modding um, Halo 2. That was kind of the, fir the first big thing that I ever did with my modded Xbox. And I always thought that if they could bring something like that as an official game, that's one reason, that's one way to get people who would mod the console or mod the games to not do so, right? Like I've if you could play with modded Halo. Right. Like, do Halo 2 modding. Right. In if a controlled could, environment. Right. And I think that would, like... Um, disincentivize a lot of people because a lot of people want to like mod stuff because of the challenge. Yeah. Right. And so I think we've seen this prove itself before. Um, I think it was the PS3 didn't get a lot of attention before, and people had in the scene had mentioned it because it was already had like Linux support out of the gate, and even yeah. though it was taken away, other you know, OS, rest in peace, other right. Or that other was the reason why a lot of people didn't jump on that immediately. Um, so I think this is good. I think this is, you know, maybe not exactly good for the modding scene in a weird roundabout way if less people are interested in it. But for the average person, I think that really gets them their fix. And I think it's a lot of fun. It's why a lot of people do it. And so um, I think overall it's pretty cool and pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's um, take a look and see. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you have much more to say about that. I think it's pretty neat, but... I personally don't. I do have to say uh, thank you, Anthony, for the $2 donation. There was no message attached to this, but I'm going to use your comment as... I'm going mm -hmm. to affix your comment as a uh, as a message on here. He said, I use the Midoru on my PS Vita. It works great. Awesome. Good to know. Yeah, another success story. Yeah. But I'd expect I haven't heard else. of anything negative about it. No. Which is fantastic. But I wouldn't expect anything less from... The flow is just a machine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good developer is good developer. True that. Test their S. <laughs> yeah. Test their shit. So. Just say it, man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else on that, too. So, should we go ahead and move on to the final section of the show? Absolutely. 
In case you do not know about the final section of the show, this is the Q&A where normally we'll just take whatever questions you have and answer them for the next 20, 30 minutes or so. If there's a lot of questions, awesome. We might not be able to get all of them. There's not that many questions. Hey, you know what? We can wrap up early. It's all good. If you are watching a pre-streamed version of this or you are listening to this and it's already been done, try and come out to one of the shows if you want to ask us some questions live here. And generally, we're pretty friendly people i'd say we'll yeah. answer them so. yeah we d- try to get through pretty much all of them when we go on and until we have to cut it off which yeah. can be hard sometimes because a lot of the people in the chat are really awesome which is one more reason why you should come out to the live chat there's a lot of activity going on throughout the entire show never really a dead minute so i think it would be a lot of fun not. for you guys yeah. normally we don't i don't think we're bad about dead air but also i'm one of the people if there's like dead air for three seconds i'm freaking out I'm that's like, how oh i feel God. in real life dude yeah. <laughs> Just all the time, always suffering from that. Yeah, absolutely. And shout out to Mod Shop. Um, yeah, he made it right in time for the Q&A. <laughs> another person who hasn't missed an episode in a long time um, is there most of the time. And yeah, it's. I'm sorry to hear that you uh, didn't get to watch most of this, but you know, that's what the recording's for, the podcasts are for. So hopefully you can catch up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. good to see you regardless. For sure. I, I do want to hold on. I kind of want to take this fan servicey one here. Um, <laughs> this one, first of all, why is mod chat awesome? Is that even a question? I guess you, you did pose it as a question. So yes, mm. I'm going to say it's awesome. One, because of this dude right mm. here, he's thank been you. a awesome partner. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. that. Thank you for joining me in this journey. And second, it's been you all as well too. Yeah. If we didn't have the audience, this honestly would not be as entertaining as it is. But it's fun, agree. it's entertaining to do, and especially uh, not even just the live audience, just whoever's listening, watching, and everything. Because I've told Devin this several times, but when we do these, they're difficult to record. Not because some people might say, oh, you just you know press a few buttons and you start recording. It's more strategically knowing what to say, what to acknowledge, what to ignore, just because we're doing this right now temporarily for a live audience. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the first like hour or two of the show. At the same time, we also have to account to make sure people who listen to the show on podcasting platforms, because this is a podcast, are going to be entertained by that. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, then, most of the show's views are going to come from after the stream. So that's why I said the stream is only going to be relevant for the first two or three hours of the show's life. After that, it's going to turn to a video. It's going to get streamed by others. So we also have to make sure that's going to be entertaining for people who aren't a part of the stream here. So that's why with everyone involved, whatever type of support you are, if you're a listener, if you're going to be watching this during the stream, interacting with us, or if you're just going to be watching it later and you're interacting in the comments section, you all are what make it awesome as well, too. Mm -hmm. And thank you for that. It's been going on for shit over 40 years at this point. It's crazy. I know. Yeah, I couldn't say it any better. And honestly, I think I started listening to ModChat because I was a listener before I was on here. Um, and I, th- I think that was well after you guys had gone live. Uh, and I can't imagine actually recording this and doing all that without a live audience at this point. So I totally agree. Yeah, it was, I mean, doing it without a live audience, I'll say, because, yeah, we, we never did an offline version, you and I, did we? Mm-mm. Yeah, so so doing it, the big difference is doing it offline are, I think it's more relaxed. It can even be a little more intimate, too, just because it's a one person, I just talking one-on-one, especially if we have, like, a topic, like, one or two specific topics that we, like, really get into. That's great. Uh, the downsides to it are, once we start running dry on topics, there's not really 
too much we can do in the midst of that, uh, which that's what Daniel and I did. We had like a lot of stuff we want to talk about right out the gate. And then probably after about a year, we're like, oh man, some of the things that we want to talk about and dedicate entire episodes to just don't feel the best. Because initially, ModChat also went through a few evolutions. It used to be a offline podcast where we we didn't talk about news. We were talking about just what we thought about modding scenes, our memories, um, retrospectives, things like that. That's what we had discussed. So it wasn't a initial live streamed current event, current event, I guess, in the past month or so, um, modding news type po- podcast. So it's completely different than mm-hmm. what it was in its initial iteration. Uh, I thought the offline versions were fun, but even back when we did it, we thought about toying around bringing it online. There was a lot of user uh, users who were asking for that as well too. And the first time we ever did a live show, we're just like, yeah, that's it. We're, uh, we're not going back offline for this. Right. A little bit of magic there. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, before we get too far away from this, shout out to K 19 again, again, another $5. <laughs> I think they donated $5 before too. they have. Yes. So, yeah, um, have you guys you that again. heard of uh, a person running Android on the switch? I had seen a picture on Twitter and I didn't know if it was legit. Um, I don't know if I've heard about it specifically. I did. You did? Yes. And I wasn't doubt if it's real or not. I'm surprised I mean, it took this long. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. I'm not, I mean, I'm not even shaming any of the developers. I'm just like, no, I'm just surprised it took this with long. With Fuse Jelly and the multiple Linux distributions and stuff running on the Switch, I'm not surprised to get this running. Um, probably one of the things, though, that would um, prevent it from being really good would maybe be GPU acceleration. But I think we've already got a lot of that stuff figured out. So... Um, I would imagine it would probably run pretty well, but it's also like, I don't know. Would you run Android on the Switch? Because I don't think I would. No, I wouldn't. Because the only thing I could think... From what I saw, I I don't know the exact um, name of that Android variant, but I had seen they pretty much recommended and say, hey, um, and thank you. We'll we'll get to that as well, too. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was in bright orange. I couldn't ignore it, okay? Okay. do a really good job with those super chats damn anyways uh no i had seen as well it's really just a big proof of concept like the developers said hey look there's not really too much you can do with this yet a lot of this stuff is not really usable but it's it works it's a thing so i'm not at all surprised that android is now on switch officially um i'm surprised it really came out so late at this point Mm -hmm. um i don't know who's really going to be using it but I, i love that it's there I guess if you wanted to have a tablet that you wanted to have some like utility applications, maybe to do list or something like that, or maybe even, I don't know, some of the things that maybe would be a little bit clunky on a full Linux distribution. Mm-hmm. I could see it, but it has to run really well. Yeah. And before we forget again, yes. Shouts out to MVG. Yes. MVG. Thank you for dropping by friend of the show. Guest the show. Yeah. Awesome. So he donated 20 bucks. Is it what true? did he ask? Is it true that geo blue modded the PS3? Yeah, you haven't heard of Geo Blue? Geo Blue. Geo Blue. Yeah, I haven't heard of my dude Geo Blue. <laughs> uh, this is supposed to be a. This is, this is it's, a joke. It's a meme. This it's, is a joke. It's a meme. What's yes. okay? I, what's Geo Blue? Is it just making fun of hot? I guess like or what's, uh, what's the no. translation so, there? So yeah, MVG he did a fantastic video talking about the PS3 initially being unhackable and what happened to lead up to that point and everything. And I believe there was some angry commenter who said something along the lines of, yeah, you got this wrong. It was obviously Geo Blue who hacked <laughs> the PS3. The problem is they weren't saying it as a joke, a meme, or ironically. <laughs> that was quite serious. So sometimes... Geo Blue. Now, I, I, do have, I do have love for the commenters and everything. Geo Red. But like, sometimes like, I, I really question 
logic at some of the things, some of the things that I see. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. I hadn't actually seen that, so that's even more funny. Yep, GeoBlue. It's the meme. Appreciate sure, Appreciate sure you're right, MVG. Good to see you in the chat, man. Good <laughs> shit. So I, I did see a, one other thing that I kind of wanted to look at. Um, uh, someone, I think it was Anthony, actually, had mentioned yeah. uh, something about getting a Nintendo Switch. Any models that I can buy new now that I could mod? Um, new? You're going to have to get new old stock, dude. I think Annie... From what I saw, I think it was... Jason, if he's still in here, he would be able to pull the exact month, but I believe June or July, anything manufactured after July 2018, I want to say, is patched. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> it's a bummer. Yeah. But, I mean, it's bound to happen. It was bound to, yeah. There's apparently supposed to be, you know, tons of other exploits and warm boot exploits and all that that are in the works, but for the actual Fuse Jelly exploit is dead on brand new switches unless you can get new old stock of course i can't remember if we really talked about that much when it came out i feel like that slipped under the actual podcast radar it probably did because i think i probably just kind of assumed that people knew yeah my bad no it's okay (laughs) we're posting so many months late at this point yeah the fused jelly exploit has been patched there isn't obviously any shortage of switch news so yeah no not at all i did I tell? I told you. I think the last time I had to RMA my Switch, it was after that. So I was a little nervous they were going to patch it. They didn't patch it. For which one? Sorry, I'll read the comments. The, fi- the final RMA, my seventh oh, related RMA, yeah. which was technically the fourth RMA for the Switch. It was when my speaker busted. Jeez. Dude. Yeah, but my Switch, Devin, my Switch has been all good. That's good. There's been zero issues now. At this point, so many months later, makes me really happy now. I have noticed, um, where was I? I can't remember where I was. I was somewhere with my Switch, and I had it set up, and I noticed that the, uh, oh, I think it was at my friend uh, Kyle's place. You know Kyle. Shout out Kyle. Yeah. Kyle was awesome. Yeah, Kyle was cool. Um, definitely watches occasionally, so shout out Kyle. Freaking awesome, dude. But I think I was over there, and I noticed that my Joy-Con was actually having interference issues. Yep. And I hadn't had an issue <laughs> with my Joy-Con, and I got my console like the day after launch. So it's not got any of the weird little fix. So I'm going to maybe have to put the little piece of like foam or whatever in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it doesn't have any issues at my uh, apartment or anything like that. So I don't know. It's That was the one thing that I noticed recently. It's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, mine's been running great. Yeah. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm hoping that, it's, that lasts. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's been... Thankfully, it's been fine for me so far. So I know you and MVG were trying to tell me at the time because I was talking about my RMAs and you all were just like, man, you got to stop taking the Switch to work. You got to stop bringing it around with you. Yeah. And I was mad because I'm like, you're telling me to not use it as intended. <laughs> I know. Like, what is the point of me having the Switch if I can't use I mean, it as intended? I did take my Game Boy freaking everywhere when I was a kid. That thing yeah. went through so much. Man, well, that's, that's the thing. I'm just like, out of like all the port, even the non-portable systems I've owned, I have taken many many places i probably shouldn't have and the switch is the only one that has had so many issues on me so now as you know i'm definitely not had my shortage or have not had a shortage of warranty issues with different things in the past so i understand when that happens i have had multiple phones that i've had to go through several rmas before i got the one that actually didn't have any issues so i understand your pain so hopefully this works out for you Mm -hmm. yeah hopefully hopefully (laughs) Yeah. Man, it's 
looking a little light on the questions. Plenty of activity in the chat, but looks like they're having their own little conversations going on. Yeah. Hey, it works out. That just means we have a great audience right there, which makes me happy. So good shit. <laughs> Are you seeing anything you want to pull? Uh, there's one here, which I think probably know the answer. XBMC mods for Xbox. Seen you around. Good to see you again. Uh, hey, Mr. Sure. Mario, you doing any more Xbox vids? Yeah, a lot. I'll keep it at that. <laughs> I know you've been a uh, real busy bee and getting ahead of your work. So I've yeah, I produced a lot of content in regards to that. So that was that was fun. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, I will. <laughs> oh, let's see. We actually got one here immediately. What is your favorite type of mod? Favorite type of mod. Favorite type. I guess if you could pinpoint one specifically, so, let's let's go deeper than hard mod, soft mod. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, let's list out. Let's get a short little list generated here of what we're talking about. So sure. Hardware or hard hard mod, hard mod could be also like or like a hardware mod, like an LED mod or something like that, or I a case guess mod. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there could be like a hard mod with like a mod chip, LED mods, case mods, um, soft mods, homebrew enablers, custom firmwares. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd say, I think, I feel like I probably answered this probably with Daniel at one point. I don't remember if you were on the episode or not, because I feel like we've collectively answered this. Um, but probably, like, a, as an overall thing, probably custom firmwares. Yeah. my Yeah, I have a lot of nostalgia for the PSP custom firmware scene and all that. So I, I think I would agree with you there. Mm-hmm. That whole thing, the way that all operated, the excitement around it. Um, even the the mysteriousness around Dark Alex. <laughs> oh yeah, that was even had a thing of its own. So yeah, um, I would have to say the same thing. Yeah, shout out Dark Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know one thing I was a little disappointed in with that whole Dark Alex saga was he had planned to do work on the PS3, and of course you know he he does this in his spare time. He was doing it in his spare time and everything, and he wasn't getting paid like you know a salary or anything or a mm-hmm. wage of any kind. Um, but I don't think we ever saw any PS3 development from him, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe he went under a different name. Maybe he just Perhaps. dropped out of the scene just because I know there was a little bit of like uh, Sony intervention there, too. So he could have just hung it up, uh, maybe continued on in a different name, maybe laying low. Mm-hmm. Would not be surprised. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Thoughts on the new Android Fold thing that's supposed to come out in April. So, yeah. Uh, I don't think we have it confirmed. I believe they're talking about the uh, Samsung one. There's a couple different companies making foldable Android phones, which is really, really interesting. Wasn't there just like a $2,000 one that was announced today? Was that today? Yeah, Maybe. the Samsung S10 foldable. It's I, like think, I thought that was a leak or, or a rumor. No, I think it was an official announcement. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But uh, Xiaomi has kind of demoed some. Um, I think maybe Huawei has uh, Samsung... The least rumored to have someone there where they had like a little teaser about a foldable phone. Foldable phone. Um, let's see. Go ahead, check it out. Ooh. Galaxy S10. Have you wait? Have you not seen this yet? Uh, I thought I saw. I, I didn't really look into it, dude. It's been a busy day. Hmm. I worked. Gotcha. I just I just saw this come across my Twitter. Feed, did not so. look at my feeds or do much of anything at work. It was nose to the grindstone today. Gotcha. Yeah. Nicholas is saying here the Samsung Galaxy Fold for 1980. I just, I want to see how far that's going to drop. You seen anything on that there? Oh, wait, yeah. it has two batteries? 
Holy shit. Sorry, I'm just looking at Devin's screen here. Um, yeah, in general, I think this is kind of a cool concept. I mean, it could be one of those. So I, I often will put my phone up uh, at my like computer desk and we'll be watching a YouTube video on the phone while I do stuff on my computer. And sometimes I might want a bigger screen. I think that could be a cool use. Or maybe if you want to show someone something, a video, mm-hmm. say you're trying to show your friend something, it could be cool to just unfold your phone, have a tablet-sized screen. Oops. <laughs> oh, God. Nothing's broken. Nothing's uh, broken. But... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not. I, I'm waiting for second, third gen on this kind of thing for sure. Yeah, yeah, kind of like um, RTX in games, for right. example. Where I mean, it's cool right now, but of course, like people are complaining. Oh yeah, RTX in games, it's not that good. It doesn't make that much of a difference. It's going to actually lower your frames per second and performance and all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's, one, it's going to be better next generation when it comes around. One good thing about this for early adopters is that um, when a lot of this foldable phone stuff started coming out with Samsung, they announced it with Google, and Google already has, like, either if it's not out yet, they're, like, going to release it soon, official support for uh, these interfaces in the Android SDK. So these companies are not going to be rolling their own, like, uh, adaptations to the UI, and you're not going to have to use the Samsung SDK to work with their foldable phone interface. This will be built into Android and will be handled, like, natively in Android. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's really good. So maybe it'll progress uh, faster than I think, but um, I just recently switched over to the iPhone side of things for the time being, and I don't think Apple's for the time gonna... being. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Okay, so you're, I, I guess I for now could, you're cool with. I don't it, think but, I would ever say I'm never ever going to switch to a different platform. Okay, I use so many platforms. It's also in my daily business. A new platform can come up at any time. So yeah, right. It happens. Not a mobile one. I, I would love to see that in the next 10 years. I would put a lot of money <laughs> you, down. You, you don't want to see uh, BlackBerry come back and do their thing? BlackBerry is here, and they're running Android. <laughs> yeah. More, there yeah. are still BlackBerry phones being made. They're, they're uh, owned by TCL now, which is a Chinese company. Yeah, I noticed so, that at one point. But BlackBerry they, is making Android kind of phones all now. over the place. I'm really thinking that in the next two years, Microsoft is going to be releasing Android phones. They have a freaking launcher in the store. They have multiple apps that are made by Microsoft very microsoft apps not just like outlook on android a freaking a launcher i would not be surprised if microsoft makes an android phone soon mm-hmm. um the only other th- exception would be google's fuchsia os which is a development that could replace android but i would consider that basically an evolution of android at that point it is being rewritten but that would not cons- count as like a new competitor in my opinion dude the, the blackberry so i only had one i had the pearl flip and the blackberry was the best worst phone out there because first of all it was it was originally a business phone mm-hmm. a lot of businessmen used it and that's why it was just so popular because businesses were using it It had more customization than any other things out there i know even as of a few years ago there were still people who if you had a phone you could get through your corporate business and such I talked with people who they still insisted on keeping their BlackBerry because they said, yeah, I don't want to upgrade to another phone. I like this for business. It works really well for checking my emails and doing all this other stuff. And it has a few issues here and there, but I still rock with it. Um, and then I think even I talked with some people who had helped to administer things like that. And they said, yeah, we now use iPhones as standard for business phones in our corporation. But the problem is with them, they weren't designed for business in mind. It was very user-focused, and then you're kind of finagling business-type stuff in there. Mainly the big thing was, you know, you could have everything pass through your own servers and such if you had um, a BlackBerry setup for your corporation. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of businesses were using them for. But then, of course, because 
all these business people were using them. Then they got popular. They were a lot of other people were seeing them. So that's when you had middle schoolers, high schoolers, college students, people who weren't at all business related were using them. Um, and there was just that huge popularity. It was just, I remember I had issues with mine. I remember if you turned it off, turned it back on, it took five minutes to boot up. Mm-hmm. I think I went through like two or three of those things. The only phone I went through multiples of, unfortunately. And yeah, yeah it was it was the best, worst phone line. Yeah, I never uh, owned a BlackBerry, but um, I, can, I, I could see how people wanted to hang on to those just for the keyboard. A lot of people like their physical keyboards. Mm-hmm. Which even now that we have a few keyboard phones and the Blackberries are some of the best in terms of Oh, the Blackberry keyboard. keyboards were awesome. Although yeah. maybe I should, I found my Pearl Flip the other day. I should actually try and just like pretend to text on it or something because in like nostalgia's sake, I was like, oh yeah, the, the keyboard was great and it all worked out. But now at this point, I don't know how much I'd like it. I That's... prefer physical keyboard like this. So even like when I text on my phone and stuff, I will generally send my texts and do everything um, through a web app or something. Right. But even, I don't like using touch screens. But even currently, the Blackberries are well regarded for having some of the best keyboards on the market. There's not a lot to compete with, but they still have it some really of the best isn't. ones. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, they're still filling their uh, a niche. Mm-hmm. Truly. So, I'm not really seeing a whole lot more in terms of questions. I'm seeing a comment here, at least, with uh, knowing here from Executioner, Billy Ray Cyrus still has is still a BlackBerry user. I did not know that. Hmm. So I guess you need to know someone who is. And by the way, I also saw, uh, yeah, Nick was saying here, the BlackBerry I own is dead. Think of that now. Yeah, I would, I would have to pretend to use my BlackBerry because I know the BlackBerry I have upstairs is dead. Three of those things died on me. Dang. Yeah. It's not, rough. Not cool. Not cool. Oh, well. I'm cool with wrapping it up here. Yeah, I think so. It's been a long day for me, so I'm ready to wind down, that's for sure. Right on. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and do that. So everyone, if you came out here live, thank you so much for coming out, listening, watching, interacting, and everything. It was absolutely much appreciated. Uh, For anybody who is catching the stream late right now while it's live, don't worry. Shortly enough, a video and audio form of this podcast is going to be up for your complete online or offline viewing and listening pleasure. So that all works out well enough. For anybody who is listening or watched all the way to the end here, absolutely appreciate you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, If you're looking for more content and everything from myself, you can check me out generally on YouTube here, of course, Mr. Mario 2011, Twitter, Instagram, I guess anywhere else online. I got a Facebook. I don't use Facebook. I hate Facebook, man. Devin, where can people find you? Uh, keep it simple. Twitter, YouTube, Paranoid Coder. Look me up. Right on. By the way, are you going to be doing any more videos? Eventually. I don't think you did a video this year, have you? No, not yet. I did not challenge you to the the, no. the monthly. Thing. Uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> I'll definitely be putting out videos. I got a couple things I want to make videos on. Um, yeah, it's just been there's been a lot going on, so much going on, um, a lot of changes, <laughs> and just yeah, but staying busy. I'm getting back into the flow of coding and stuff. Awesome. And you know, work's been. Uh, I've talked to you about this stuff offline too. Work has been pretty uh, all over the place. And not all bad ways, but it's been very busy. So mm-hmm. just kind of maintaining life right now. Good shit. But yeah, that eventually. is awesome. Eventually. Yeah. People are also asking one last thing to show the dog. I'm not doing that. Remember what happened the last time I showed the dog? Yeah. Yeah. Literally picked up <laughs> Lily and she, he, you, well, I think 
you literally squeeze the shit out I of her. I squeeze the shit out of yeah. her. Yeah, well, even if, if we go back and watched last month's episode, it was near the end and it's time stamped. I think even when I picked Lily up, she had made a noise like, just like yeah. that. And you even commented on the noise. But yeah, I brought her here and then you pet her and then she drooled everywhere. And then I put her down. And I was like, oh, there's like three pieces of poop on the ground. Mm-hmm. She was sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she was so embarrassed. She yeah. was... She was not happy about that because she knew she did something bad. And I was like, I'm not going to like, I, I know it's not your fault. I'm not going to get you in trouble. Yeah. Oh, Poor well. dog. Yeah. Let's wrap it up before she poops on the ground again. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For anybody, by the way, uh, let's go ahead and do this again as well, too. Uh, for anybody who has gotten to the end of the show here, whether you're listening, watching, whatever it is, uh, this is more going to be for people who are checking out the post stream version the offline version i guess on youtube uh if you've made it to the end here what is a what do you think would be a good keyword here for Uh, you to leave in your comment billy ray cyrus billy ray cyrus sure (laughs) if you drop down in your comment billy ray cyrus if you talk about him if you give a review of his music if you just put his name down anywhere in the comment we'll know that you made it to the end and and we thank you for that so if you're checking it out, like if, for example, if you're uh, if you're watching this, please leave that comment on YouTube. If you're listening to it, uh, please come to the YouTube channel and check it out there. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for watching and listening, everyone. Until take, next time. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>